Hey everyone, and welcome to a podcast by Buffalo Occupational Therapy for student and OT practitioners looking to bridge the gap between what you were taught in school and real-world OT practice. We are all about using our full scope of practice and understand that OT is so much more than ADLs. We are a medical science, we are a social science, and we are the cutting-edge next generation of OT practitioners. Welcome to Rethink OT. Hello guys, welcome, welcome. Um, If you are popping in here, let me know you're here. Say hello, let me know where you're from, if you are currently a student or a practitioner. Um, And then if you're in the outpatient setting, um, certainly anything that we talk about, right, it can be used throughout the continuum of care. Uh, But this is more specifically for outpatient because that's uh, what I'm doing. So as you're popping in, say hello, even if you have to pop out, just make yourself visible. Um, I am popping in here uh, in the middle of, I have a little break here, and I want to make sure that I'm answering your questions um, because I think it's important. I think it's important to have answers from a real life person um, and like not, I'm not reading from a textbook or anything like that. Like I actually want to get you this information. So what do I do? Uh, what do I use in an outpatient setting I've already talked about uh, my assessments, my go-to assessments. We use a lot of assessments here because outpatient OT um, is holistic and we work with the whole body because we're only OT here. Uh, we do, uh, we're very, we work very closely with outpatient PT and outpatient ST, but they're separate practices. So when someone comes here, sometimes we're the only person they see. And so we treat the whole body. Okay, so what are some of my favorite tools that I use? So number one, guys, my my number one favorite tool is my hands. I am a hands-on therapist. I don't, personally, I just don't think that you can have quality, quick, and lasting um, outcomes unless you have an actual, you're using um, like, NDT, right? You're using manual therapy. You're actually that therapeutic um, use of self, that uh, touch, that is so therapeutic. I mean, that's one of our core principles is that therapeutic use of self. And uh, along with that is working one-on-one, actually addressing their needs and not just setting them up with an activity and walking away. So I will, I usually always have my hands on my patient in some way guiding, especially as a neurological rehab specialist or somebody working with muscle imbalances. Um, my hands are what's going to guide them as they reform some of these motor maps, um, these body maps that we have to recreate for them um, after a neurological disruption, or maybe they have an orthopedic um, surgical inter- uh, a surgical event, now we have to repair that neuromuscular communication and rebuild uh, nice strong muscles moving in the way that they should be moving. So we have to think about all of that as an OT. We are the whole body and all of that stems from the nervous system. Um, So that takes our hands and our eyes being able to adapt our treatments to what that person is actually facing. Um, We need to be looking at postural alignment, 
and we have to correct that with our hands. So that's the first thing is my hands. The second thing, I love kinesiology tape. I love it. I love it. I love it. I use it for everything. I've tried about 10 different, I'm, that's a lie. I've tried about five different brands <laughs> and I find that the TheraBand uh, kinesiology tape works the best. Um, it just stays longer. And usually the adhesive will says it's, it lasts three to five days, um, but sometimes it does last longer, though you're not going to have the true benefits of um, the adhesive. So I love kinesiology tape. I tape really anything. I'm not a I'm not a orthotic casting um, splinting therapist. I think that there's a time and a place for it, but I believe that the body really heals itself through movement and you need to be able to support a joint um, while also allowing it to move. And kinesiology tape does that. Um, so we've, we've taped just about everything and we see very, very good results. So that's the second thing. So first is my hands. Second is the kinesiology tape. Next is a ball. This is a simple ball. I got this from Walmart for like a buck. Um, and I have a couple of them. First of all, I love the colors. I'm not, I'm an occupational therapist, right? <laughs> I love color. Um, and this is fantastic. It's squishy. So you can do a lot of different things with this. Uh, when we're teaching functional transfers, um, we'll, we'll pop this in between um, their knees to ensure proper, um, proper lower body alignment with the pelvis and stacked with the ankles, right? You want to make sure that you're in that 90-90 beautiful alignment um, so that you're not developing any muscle imbalances while you're training them and how to get up from their favorite chair or how to get up from a chair without using their arms. Um, because a lot of people, right, they go out to restaurants, well, they used to, and people in the community don't have arms on their chairs. So I don't know why we, we don't train the lower body to be able to get up from a chair um, without using your hands because then we leave these people helpless in the community. So a ball can be used for catch release uh, coordination. It can be used for um, even squishing, right? Just this in that intrinsic hand strength. That's beautiful right there. That's awesome. Intrinsic, extrinsic hand strength. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt real quick. I want to take a minute to remind you to head to our website for OT treatment ideas, any PDFs we reference in this podcast, and a ton of OT science rationale for your documentation. Be the therapist your clients ask for instead of just the therapist they feel they can do without. Head to the bot portal and OT store at www.buffalooccupationaltherapy.com. And don't forget to find us on social media in our Facebook group at Outpatient OT or on Insta at OT underscore Outpatient. Now back to the show. It's so universal. I could probably treat like my entire caseload every day using just one item, and that's this ball. Next, I have my cones. I love my cones. I don't have the therapy cones, those nice narrow ones. I don't, I didn't buy those. Um, these were so cheap. <laughs> I'm all about saving money. And I, everything that we use here is ex, um, accessible on Amazon Prime so that it can be translated between my clinic and their home. Because as an occupational therapist, we don't want to use tools that our patients can't use. Um, they need to be accessible and they need to be affordable. And so everything that we use here can be bought on Amazon and we'll give them um, that information so that 
we can have that uh, collaboration. So simple outdoor play cones. Um, these are good for upper body, right? Relearning re that, um, that motor plan after a stroke. So they're similar to the therapeutic cones, um, except for they're about $100 cheaper. <laughs> um, so you can do some upper body activities. You can do some grasp release with that cylindrical grasp, um, but you can also get it on put them on the ground and you can do some figure eight um, obstacle courses, topographic orientation, right? Um, being able to um, traverse um, obstacles in functional ambulation. So uh, we set these up for just about everything, um, agility training, coordination, uh, reaction time. Uh, we use a metronome. So being able to tap the cone, um, alternating bilateral lower extremity uh, while maintaining postural alignment. So uh, cones. What else? Beads. Come on. Every OT clinic needs some beads. I love using, especially using this, um, this mason jar. Now I'm not gonna be able to get it off. I don't know why that happened. Okay, so I love using this as the, I use the whole jar. So um, I'll have them place this and they'll have to hold the lid with the other hand. And then that, and that causes them, if this hand is constrained, right, um, then they can, they can come in. Well, now I'll actually set up the task. So I'll put out like 15 to 25 beads, whatever it might be. Um, and see, now I have to wash these, but um, just because of sanitary purposes, um, you can do just about everything with these. One of my favorite things to do, um, because I send them home with 25 beads. I don't know if I have an envelope here. I can use this. Um, you rip off a corner of an envelope like this. This is a little tough because it was a CD container. But anyways, once you have the corner of the envelope ripped, then you have a restrictive, you have a restrictive entrance point. Um, so when they're practicing manipulation and translation to bring it up to tip pinch, um, then they can place it in their envelope and then they can take this, it's, it's, a, it's a treatment plan to go, right? So we use this a lot um, with anybody working on fine motor. So beads is the next one. And let's see, oh, I love my baoding balls or baoding balls, whatever you wanna pronounce them with. These are awesome. They're only $15 on Amazon. These are so good. Coordination, manipulation, well, not so much manipulation. Um, but even working on that translation, um, intrinsic and extrinsic hand mobility, strength, endurance, stamina. Um, you get a little bit of wrist mobility in there, radial ulnar deviation. Um, there's a lot. If you have if you have somebody just working on this, um, so the goal is to be able to manipulate these without making a sound. So um, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of um, control. And if somebody is any, well, we've, we've used just about, I think that we've used this with just about every diagnosis we've had because it's brilliant. And most of our patients will buy these. And this is what their home exercise program is. Uh, we'd like them to get, to get up to three minutes. And a lot of them will start at like being able to do it 50 seconds, uh, 50 seconds to a minute without fatigue. Okay. 
So that's kind of that. Um, so those are, that's my other fave. And then of course, last thing, agility ladder. I don't know why occupational therapists feel like they can't work on walking. They can't work on balance. I don't, I don't understand that. I guess I never had that. I never had that dilemma because I practice in a place where um, every discipline wasn't readily available. Like they, they needed OT to focus on the whole body and we learn every, we learn the whole body. <laughs> so I don't know why we can't, why so many of us don't focus on balance. Um, but the agility ladder is fantastic for modulation, coordination, uh, functional ambulation, uh, visual perceptual skills because of the contrast. Um, they're little boxes, right? So you have to be able to modulate um, your foot placement. You have to know how to step over a barrier. Um, you need that depth perception. Even visual acuity will be called out. Um, being able to do eye-foot coordination, um, if you're having them do something with their upper body while they're carrying, um, we have them carrying bags of weighted bags um, because kind of like in a grocery, when you're carrying your groceries, right, from your house, from the store to the car, then the car to the house, um, you have to be able to go over obstacles. So why don't we train people how to do that? Um, and so we will set them up with an obstacle course using an agility ladder with varying um, hurdles or points of a high, higher points of elevation um, while carrying bags uh, so that they can learn um, body awareness, that body schema and the motor plan that takes to do um, one of those well, it's an ADL because it's ambulation and it's an IADL because it's that the the sequencing involved in grocery shopping. So that combines two huge domains of occupational therapy. So those are my favorite items that we use. Of course, we have a lot of different tools that we use, but right now, those are my hot items. If you guys have any hot items that you'd like to share with us, um, I would love to, to hear about it. We're like a team here. So let me know. Um, other than that, I will just kind of uh, be popping in from day to day answering questions that you all um, put out so that you know what we do. Okay, that's it for me. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And I will talk to you later.